It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you in. It is episode number 297 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. And finally, the 2019 preseason is over. We welcome you. I'm Chris Russell, your host at Locked Redskins on Twitter, as well at WrestleMania 621, at WrestleMania 621, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. You can follow at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for NFL team news, information, and coverage from all of our local podcast hosts and experts. And um, away we go. The Baltimore Ravens have now won 17 preseason games in a row. Woohoo! Print your playoff tickets, baby. Start planning the championship parade. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Washington Redskins 20 to 7 at FedEx Field on Thursday night. The Redskins drop, for whatever it's worth, to 1-3 and three on the preseason and now get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday afternoon, next Sunday afternoon, September the 8th, uh, in Philadelphia for a 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. Now, long before we get to there, let's take a inside-the-numbers look and then we'll uh, analyze a few things for whatever we can analyze from the fourth preseason game. Uh, of this game, we'll do it all in quick snaps fashion. This will be a shorter show, uh, I think. Uh, plus, we have an update on Trent Williams and Bruce Allen. Whew, we got a lot to get to. All right, let's do it this way. Again, the final score, 20-7, to the Baltimore Ravens over the Washington Redskins. For the Ravens, Trace McSorley, Ashburn, Virginia native, Redskins fan, Penn State quarterback, 15 of 27, 171 yards, a touchdown, no picks in his first game against his favorite team growing up. And again, team that he grew up in the shadows of, at least the practice facility. So a nice job there from Trace McSorley. Dixon led uh, the Ravens with 66 rushing yards. That's Kenny Dixon uh, for them. Uh, Jaleel Scott with a touchdown catch. Six catches, 87 yards. Six catches, 87 yards for Jaleel Scott. He caught his touchdown pass. Uh, in the front corner of the end zone <clears throat> over an outstretched Deion Harris. Uh, Deion Harris was in coverage uh, for the Redskins. For the Ravens, real quickly, they were uh, 8 of 18 on third down. Uh, not bad for the Redskins. 356 total 
net yards, actually check that, 358 on 76 offensive plays, 155 net rushing yards, 203 net passing yards, uh, 12 penalties for 105 yards. Quite honestly, it's probably the only reason why this game was even relatively close uh, because the Ravens shot themselves in the foot a whole bunch of times, and they had a time of possession of 35 minutes and 39 seconds, as you can imagine. With those numbers being heavily skewed towards the Ravens, the Redskins numbers, well, they weren't exactly pretty. 11 first downs, 2 for 11 on third down, only 180 net yards, 49 offensive plays, again, compared to 76 for the Ravens. A 3.7 average gain per play on those 49 uh, plays, so certainly they didn't have much success in uh, the limited amount of times that they did, and obviously that's part of the reason why you have a limited amount of times. 73 rush yards. Um, again, the Ravens with more than double at 155, 107 passing yards. The Ravens almost more than double, 203. Nine penalties for 83 yards. The Redskins were sloppy from the start. Um, one turnover, eight punts, averaging 39.3, and only a time of possession of 24 and 21 seconds. Meanwhile, Dwayne Haskins was 10 of 17, 104 yards passing, a passing touchdown uh, to Stephen Sims Jr. for seven yards, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 96.2. Byron Marshall led the Redskins in rushing eight carries, 45 yards, a long of 16. Um, Marshall also added in one catch for one yard. Craig Reynolds, nine rushes for 15 yards. Samaje P. Ryan, five for 13. His long was seven. In terms of receiving, you never want to see this. J.P. Holtz, the fourth or fifth string tight end, uh, led the Redskins with 30 receiving yards on two catches, two targets. Uh, Donald Parham had a nice catch and run from Dwayne Haskins for 25 yards uh, in stride. He was targeted twice. Darvin Kidsey had two catches, 16 yards. Robert Davis, one catch, 14 yards. Uh, Cam Sims, one catch, 12 yards. We're going to get to him in just a minute. We mentioned Sims, uh, the other Sims, that's Steven Sims with one catch, seven yards, uh, and the touchdown. Uh, and we can just list everybody from here on out. The bottom line is uh, the Redskins weren't very impressive on offense. Now, as far as defense uh, goes, leading tackler Jeremy Reeves with seven. A lot of people think he's going to get that fourth roster spot. We shall see. Marquise Flowers also flashed a little bit uh, in my eyes and was second on the team in tackles with six. Um, let's see. B.J. Blunt had five. Ryan B. had five tackles as well. Again, I think he's going to be on the opening day roster. Um, you know, we'll have to see, of course, um, because even if you make the 53-man roster, uh, as we've kind of talked about, it doesn't uh, absolutely guarantee you uh, a spot on the week one roster for sure. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, Marcus Smith, four tackles for the Redskins. Troy Apke had four tackles, including a big one on third and two. JoJo Wicker uh, was part of a goal line stand that forced a field goal. He had four tackles uh, and a sack. Good game out of JoJo Wicker. 
uh, JoJo McIntosh with four tackles. Uh, Deion Harris, we mentioned three tackles. He made one play after giving up that touchdown. You get the point. The Redskins only had the one sack on the night, and that was, again, from JoJo Wicker for a loss of six yards. So not much really to speak uh, about in terms of you know great efforts or anything like that. Certainly the most encouraging sign is Dwayne Haskins uh, for the Redskins. Again, 10 of 17 with 104 yards, a touchdown, and no picks. When we come back, right here on the Quick Snips edition, Quick Snips, Quick Snaps edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast after a Redskins 20 to 7 loss to the Baltimore Ravens, we'll have a little analysis, some of the things that we saw, some of the things uh, that we'll try and point out uh, as the Redskins evaluate their roster over the next 24 to 36, I guess, uh, um, yeah, thir- almost 36 hours uh, before they have to cut down to 53 at 4 o'clock on Saturday uh, afternoon. I am your host, Chris Russell. Don't forget to check out Vinny Iyer's Locked on Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you download Locked on Redskins. You can find Vinny Iyer's Locked on Fantasy Football as you get ready for your last-minute drafts. If you're smart, you wait until this weekend to do your drafts where really, again, not that nobody can get injured in um, in practice, but they can't get injured in any more preseason games. That's because the preseason is over. It is all over. 2019 style, thankfully done. We can move on. Uh, so I always would wait for your drafts until this weekend. A lot of people don't do that. They would draft ahead. Then they draft Andrew Luck and they get in trouble. The bottom line is, is, now nobody needs to draft Andrew Luck, but make sure you check out Vinny Iyer's fantasy, uh, Locked on Fantasy Football for all of your latest fantasy football draft information. Back in a flash right here. LOR, good to have you with us uh, after the Redskins lose 20-7 to to the Baltimore Ravens. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down, on all the games, guys. My bookie is the place to bet every football weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place guaranteed to win at least a hundred thousand, and it only costs a hundred dollars to enter. All you gotta do is pick five games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right way to play. You bet, you win, they pay. Again, live in-game betting on every single NFL game. All right, here's the deal, guys. You get up to $1,000 first deposit bonus, and then you double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, and get paid. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
We welcome you back. It is episode number 297 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Quick snaps edition after the Redskins lose 20 to 7 in the preseason finale to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Let's take a look at a couple of uh, good things, and that would be Dwayne Haskins on the second series of the game. Uh, for the Washington Redskins, they took over after a punt down three to nothing, <clears throat> and a fair catch by Steven Sims. Um, Haskins would throw an incomplete pass on first down to Cam Sims. I think that was his first drop, um, if memory serves me correctly. Then on second and ten, Craig Reynolds no game, but. There's a defensive holding penalty, which gives the Redskins a first down. And that's where the offense kind of starts to get going. Haskins hits uh, a pass over the middle of the field to Robert Davis for 14 yards. Then Reynolds with a one-yard run. Then Haskins hits Donald Parham, which we mentioned, in stride for 25 yards. Reynolds stopped for a one-yard loss on first down. Uh, Grant and Danny, uh, my colleagues at the fan, are going to hate that. Uh, on second and 11, then Haskins hits J.P. Holtz uh, down to the Baltimore seven-yard line for a 24-yard catch and run. And on the next play, they run a play-action bootleg on first down, and Sims, not Cam Sims, Steven Sims, uh, makes a diving, sprawling catch as Haskins chose to go over Cam Sims, who was open in the right flat and on a lower level and chose the intermediate or the high look for the touchdown. Now, it was a great catch by Steven Sims Jr. It was a good read, clearly, by Dwayne Haskins. It was a good lead, although, again, the pass was not exactly accurate. Uh, and again, Steven Sims Jr. deserves all the credit in the world. Now, one thing that I need to point out is... I saw even on this drive, and I saw it throughout the game, throughout his appearance, without being a quarterback's coach, without being a mechanics guru, I'm just a guy who studies football and watches football and notices these things. It doesn't look like still Haskins' footwork um, when he's on his normal drops is, is good, clean, crisp. It doesn't seem like he's still very comfortable with it. And maybe that's to be expected. Uh, clearly, your body has to be contorted at different times, and your release and your mechanics and your footwork are, are not going to always be crystal clean and perfect. But the object is to get it as clean and as perfect as you possibly can, especially when you have a clean pocket. I don't see that a lot out of Dwayne Haskins at this point. I, maybe I'm missing something. I don't see it a lot out of Haskins at this point. What is impressive is that even when he's spread and has a wide base uh, and he's basically throwing with just his arm, he can still make pretty much any throw that he wants to make and just flick the football even when he doesn't have great mechanics. Now, again, no quarterback is always going to throw with perfect mechanics. We all understand that. You know, pressure, running around, making play. That all changes a bunch of different things. But what you want to do as often as you possibly can is have those smooth dropbacks. And what you want to do is turn your hip. And what you want to do is have, you know, essentially not a crow hop, but 
you want to throw with your side and then you're opening up, especially as a right-handed quarterback. Um, and, you know, sometimes you don't want that where your your legs are almost in a horizontal line, if you will. And it's hard to describe in a podcast form. But those of you that watch this stuff will know what I'm talking about if you just watch, you know, all of Dwayne Haskins' drops. Again, that being said, he's impressive at times because he can make pretty much any... Th- the, the problem is, is when you're playing against top-notch competition, you know, you're not going to be able to get away with all of that stuff. Uh, when you're not playing against guys that are bagging groceries next week. So this is part of the reason why Dwayne Haskins is not ready to go yet. Part of the reason. Uh, Now, Jay Gruden said he was very satisfied with his performance, thought he saw some good things. Certainly, that is all encouraging. Uh, And again, I don't want to sit here and say that Dwayne Haskins is a disaster and couldn't make some plays on the NFL. Of course he could. My problem is, is what does he do consistently? What does he do play in, play out? And does he give himself and the Redskins the best chance to win if his mechanics are as sloppy as I seem to think they are? And I know I'm not the only one to point this out, but again, I saw it again on Thursday night without being able to slow things down, without being with a quarterback coach and a mechanical guru. It just looked choppy at times to me. Uh, on one handoff, he looked to be stumbling all over the place. Um, a couple of times, again, that horizontal base as opposed to the, I guess, almost vertical or perpendicular type base. Um, so that's what I'm kind of looking at and what I'm kind of judging. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't think I am. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm uh, looking at. A couple of things that I wanted to point out on the Redskins' first drive. We mentioned the penalties were a problem. Uh, they were a problem for both teams, quite honestly, as the referees were not shy about throwing flags. Uh, the Ravens shot themselves again uh, in the foot, but they did get a long field goal uh, out of it <clears throat> to take a uh, forty uh, a three nothing lead. Um, and then when the Redskins took over with their first possession. Um, actually, the Redskins' first possession, my bad, came first. That's what it was. Uh, Haskins completed a short pass that ultimately wound up for no gain to Jeremy Sprinkle, and then Sprinkle immediately takes a false start. You know, and, and I think Sprinkle will make the roster just because he's got a little more experience over Matt Flanagan and J.P. Holtz, who we mentioned J.P. Holtz a couple of times. The bottom line is, is you know, Sprinkle's just a guy. I mean, he's just he's just a guy. Uh, he's going to hurt you sometimes, and occasionally he'll help you. And he'll catch one touchdown pass, maybe two uh, per year, and that's it. And he's not a good enough inline blocker that you say you absolutely can justify. But false starts like that, dead ball penalties, which kind of ruin a normal drive, is not what you can afford when you're this offense. Even though their offense is a little bit better built this year, um, you know, especially if guys are healthy, i.e. Jordan Reed, Paul Richardson, so on and so forth, uh, the bottom line is is not many teams can overcome five-yard penalties, certainly not 10-yard penalties, uh, but you can't have guys like Jeremy Sprinkle committing uh, false starts. You just can't have it. Um, and that kind of ruined that drive. And then on the next drive, Tony Bergstrom, who's in a battle for a roster spot, he came up and whiffed on a block, and this was after um, – you know, on a third down screen, on a third and long screen, this was after the Redskins completely got annihilated and ambushed at the line of scrimmage um, 
where they just missed a block and Byron Marshall was absolutely blown up. It was picked up, forced fumble, picked up by the Ravens, run back for a touchdown. They initially called it a touchdown uh, and then they changed uh, the call and the ruling on the field and it was the right call uh, as Marshall's elbow had hit down. So that saved the Redskins seven points. And then right after that, they get an illegal use of the hands on Zach Kieran. Uh, and then again, we're talking about that pass that that screen left to Byron Marshall they had it dialed up where they could have gotten you know 10 15 yards maybe a little bit more and Tony Bergstrom misses the block and just completely whiffs so you have Kieran you have Tony Bergstrom making a mistake you have Jeremy Sprinkle and I know he's not an offensive lineman but he's essentially an extension of the offensive line uh, at tight end they work together a lot in tandem units uh, you had that you had the blown uh, block on the re on the re so it was just a messy 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 performance uh, and then uh, and, you know, we never really got a great explanation. The Redskins took a double penalty, one on Jehu Chesson for unnecessary roughness, one on Jay Gruden for unsportsmanlike conduct for arguing. Uh, basically, Marquise Hollywood Brown fumbled a second punt, regathered it, and basically went down to the ground. And Chesson kind of flew over him and kind of contacted him, but didn't hit him helmet to helmet didn't spear him, didn't blast him, uh, just kind of flew over him and made some contact, and they called him for, again, a 15-yard unnecessary roughness call. Uh, I, You know, look, I, I disagreed with the call. I, I think he's making a football player uh, after the play, after the kid fumbled. Um, I, I don't think it was a good call. Uh, clearly, Jay Gruden did not think it was a good call, uh, and the Redskins got whacked for 30 yards worth of penalties on that same play. And again, it just shows you, you, you know, you can't lose your cool. You can't make little mistakes like this. Uh, and it, you know, in a, in a regular season game, it might come back to haunt the Washington Redskins. Um, they got a little help because Baltimore immediately commits an offensive holding penalty and then ultimately uh, has to punt. But the point of the matter is you can't do these type of things and consistently think that you're going to get away with it. You can't do that. They also had a blocked punt, did the Redskins, late in the game. Uh, that extends a streak of, well, let's just call it spotty special teams play in the preseason. Um, spotty would be probably kind uh, and probably the best way to put it. Now, the one good thing that they got real quickly here as we kind of wrap up this segment uh, is the kick return game was great. Steven Sims Jr., who, as we mentioned, caught the touchdown. He had two kickoff returns for a total of 80 yards, a 41-yarder and a 39-yarder. I mean, that's going to be hard to leave off the roster, quite honestly, especially with Cam Sims, who we mentioned had at least three drops, including on two on back-to-back plays that were really good throws by Dwayne Haskins. And we mentioned Dwayne Haskins, 10 of 17. I mean, he really and ideally should have been about 13 of 17, if not 14 of 17, with more yards, obviously. But because of the drops, that was a problem. We mentioned the blocked punt, Tressway. He did have seven punts, average of 44.9, so almost 45 along a 56, three inside the 20. Uh, Dustin Hopkins was fine. So again, the Steven Sims' show, if you will, um, also extended out to a couple of punt returns, 10 yards, 5 yards a pop there. Uh, listen, a couple of fair catches. Look, 
if Steven Sims can return punts, he can return kicks, and he can help as a wide receiver, I didn't have him on my 53-man roster before today. But now you see this, and it's going to be really, 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 really hard to ignore that he can do more than, say, Jehu Chesson, probably more than Cam Sims at this point. Um, I mean, Cam Sims, I have no doubt, is a better receiving potential target. And normally he doesn't have that many drops. But, you know, if you're looking at a team that's always struggled for kick return and punt return help uh, and lacks overall speed, do you have to get Steven Sims on the roster instead of a guy like Cam Sims, instead of Robert Davis, or instead of Josh Doxson? Now, we know they're trying to trade Josh Doxson. Maybe they get a deal done. Maybe they don't. I think you have to keep Josh Doxson, again, if you don't get a deal. Probably not going to work out that way from a numbers game perspective, but I think they're making a mistake and leaving themselves exposed, um, you know, for guys that are good in, in preseason, but we don't know how good they're going to be come the regular season playing against all the regulars. All right, we'll come back uh, and we'll tighten this up. Just a quick update on Trent Williams when we return right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Quick snaps edition. I'm Chris Russell. What's up, guys? I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Here for Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. We all remember that concert we went to in college or when we were in our 20s that those memories last a lifetime. Now it's time for you to create more memories. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists and groups and bands perform in person while earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Who doesn't like a good loyalty program, right? We can get you in your favorite seat. We can get you to your favorite show, your favorite game, whatever it might be, wherever it might be. Reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer. Customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through our app for the month of August. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. And every order is backed by 100% guarantee. So again, here's what you do. You go, download the app, enter the promo code KICKOFF, that's K-I-C-K-O-F-F, KICKOFF, at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 from Vivid Seats through the Vivid Seats app. All right, we're right back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, just wrapping this up. Casanova McKenzie suffered a concussion uh, in the second quarter of Thursday night's preseason finale. According to uh, reporters, Gruden doesn't have really an update yet in terms of Philadelphia, but he was spotted walking around on the sidelines. So I guess that's a good sign for Casanova McKenzie. More injury updates when we get uh, more time. Just quickly want to uh, extend out this. We, co- we covered this uh, in our Google initiatives um, that you can also download and uh, listen to one in five minute little reports. Um, but Bruce Allen told NBC4 Washington on Wednesday night that Trent Williams was not going to retire. And when he's going to play, he's going to play for the Washington Redskins. 
to which D'Angelo Hall, who does a podcast with my pal Aaron Hawksworth for The Athletic, uh, they did an episode on Thursday, and D'Angelo Hall said he spoke to Trent Williams, his friend and former teammate, who told him there's 0% chance that Trent is going to reti- uh, return uh, to the Redskins next week. Uh, that doesn't mean forever, but 0% chance that he's coming in next week. Uh, again, that doesn't totally make the Redskins look bad, but it does hurt them a little bit in terms of this perception that they have choices. Uh, I mean, I guess they theoretically do, uh, but again, Trent Williams might be back at some point, but right now it does not appear that he's any closer uh, to coming back. We'll have more on that as we go through the weekend. Just wanted to uh, drop that off on you again, more on our Google initiatives uh, that you can listen to uh, where you download this podcast. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Don't forget to check out... Uh, the uh, Locked on NFL podcast, Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock, red hot, all the NFL news and notes covered from head to toe from all 32 teams. Get it where you get your favorite podcast, Locked on NFL and Locked on Redskins. And away we go. We'll be back right after the cut deadline or if something big happens on Friday afternoon and Friday evening uh, right here on LOR. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.